0: Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter. But first, here's the message Psalm 23, Part 2.
1: Psalm 23 is a beloved psalm. No doubt if you've been around your Bible, if you've been around the Christian faith a while, you love this psalm. But there's so much. In this little short passage of scripture, it's a short song, just six verses, if you will, uh, and these are short verses, but they are so power packed, every word of it. And uh, you know, one of the problems we can have with familiar scriptures like Psalm 23 is uh, that we're so familiar with them. Uh, you know, we say familiarity breeds content, and uh, maybe we're so used to it. That uh, we forget the brilliance of it and the beauty of it. And I, but I can tell you as, as since I've been knowing this psalm uh, through these years and knowing the Savior who gave us this psalm uh, it gets dearer and sweeter to me as time goes on. I'm a, I'm a veteran believer now. I've been trekking with the Lord uh, all my life since I was a child. And in, in that sense I, I'm a bit like David who wrote this psalm Uh, no doubt in my view at the end of his life. And he's looking back and he's reflecting upon the goodness and the graciousness of God and how God carried him through every situation in his life. And even the brokenness and the bends in the road. All those things that we go through in life uh, looking back at that. And just as David uh, was in that position now I find myself there. I I find myself uh, on the journey home. And I'm following the shepherd, and he is nearer and dearer and sweeter to me than ever. I sang a little song in Sunday school growing up, every day with Jesus, sweeter than the day before. And I can tell you it's true, it's true, it's true that the shepherd leads us all the way. His hand of guidance and blessing has been upon my life, his favor, his faithfulness, Uh, I know that Jesus is walking with me, ahead of me, around me, beside me, before me. He's everything uh, to me. And this is what Psalm 23 really is about. That Jesus is our everything. Our Savior, our Shepherd is our everything because it says the Lord is my Shepherd and I shall not want. uh, Which literally can be translated He is all I need, all the time that I need it. Anywhere, anytime, all that I need, Jesus provides. He provides for our needs. He says, I shall not want. Have you noticed how so many people are unhappy, even miserable, discontent and dissatisfied, often complaining about their lives and their situation and circumstances? You know, I believe that's an insult to God for a Christian to walk through life complaining and grousing and griping and complaining when the Lord is our shepherd. As Christians, we we should never really complain. Someone said that life is not about the abundance of things, but the absence of want. It's, It's about contentment. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Some people are just never satisfied. Now one of the popular songs of the 60s came out in 1964, 65 maybe. It's been called the most uh, listened to rock and roll song in history. And it was done by the Rolling Stones. And you probably have already guessed, if you were around in the 60s, I can't get no satisfaction. And it became really kind of an anthem of the 60s revolution and, and just the emptiness of souls of, of a generation who was turning from God and saying, I can't get no, I, I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried. And now all of us who are baby boomers, we've grown up and how sad it is that they, they've lived their whole life and there's no satisfaction. There is satisfaction when we follow the shepherd. And Jesus himself, not things, not our circumstances, but Jesus himself is our satisfaction. He is the one who satisfies the deepest longings of our hearts. It was Augustine, the philosopher-theologian, who said centuries ago, we were made for thee, O God, and our hearts are restless until we find our rest in thee you were made for god god had a purpose and has a purpose for your life a plan every life is a plan of god you're not a mistake you're not an accident and therefore when you follow his plan his purpose is for your life that is in following him that you find yourself fulfilled and not only fulfilled here and now but forever and ever uh An unhappy Christian is, that's so upside down. We are happy in the Lord. He is our satisfaction. All the the presence and the power and the provision of God is ours. One of the verses that I memorized uh, a long time ago, and I've memorized many, many scriptures, and I encourage you to do the same and meditate upon them. But Psalm 37 in verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now that's an incredible promise and principle for life. When you desire Him, when you delight in Him, when you find your satisfaction in God Himself, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when He gives you the desires of your heart and your heart is overflowing As we'll learn later in Psalm 23, your cup will run over. Yes, you belong to Him. The God who holds the world in His hands, the God who holds the planets of the universes in His hands, He also holds you. This is what we love so much about this Psalm. It's so very personal that God is with us. I remember a a friend of mine, years ago was a part of a, a, tra- a, a team to put together a new hymnal, a new hymn book for Baptists, the Baptist hymnal. Remember those? Well, they were selecting those songs, songs, deciding which ones would go in the book, in the hymnal and which ones wouldn't. And uh, they came to that song they were discussing. And these were theologians and pastors and musicians. Uh, they, they were looking at each, each song and, and, and they came to that song in the garden. Now, it's an old song and it's not sung that much anymore but it's a sweet song. It's, I go to the garden alone while the dew is still on the meadows. And they were talking about this song. And several of the musicians and theologians were saying, you know, that, that song's way too eye-centered. Uh, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. I go to the garden. They were saying it's just it's too self-centered. It's narcissistic. It's, it's not a good hymn. It's not about God. It's about us. And, and we shouldn't include in the garden in the hymn book. And, and my friend, who was quite a theologian himself, remembered God's word. And he said, just stood up and said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leaves me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And end of story, in the garden, uh, made that hymn book that day. Because, you know, the Christian life is wrapped up in its personal pronouns. I think it was Martin Luther, the great reformer, who said, the Christian life is all about personal pronouns. It's my God and I. And He does walk with us, and He leads His dear children along. He holds you, He keeps you. And you can walk at His pace, you can walk in His peace, and always know His provision. We need to know in the middle of all this emotional strain and stress and struggle, that we can find peace. And so isn't it good that God says, I lead my sheep to still waters. Literally quiet streams, quiet waters. Uh, I'm told by real shepherds with real sheep that a sheep uh, is restless around rushing waters. And it's the task of the shepherd to make sure that he gets the sheep to still water so that they can drink and be refreshed. And I believe what God does in times like these, and tur- turbulent times, stressful stormy days, that God leads us to still waters. And he makes me to lie down. Have you ever felt like in your life, in your experience, that there have been times when God made you lie down, just pushed the pause button on your life, and forced you to sit still so that you would know that He is God, so that you can rest your soul, relax your mind, and feed and drink of the Spirit. I I dare say most all of us have experienced that. I know I have. There have been times in life when I've been pushing, 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 pressure, 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 and the Lord has just said, Jack, it's time to lie down. And I'm not talking about taking a nap. I'm talking about God saying, I'm going to put you on the flat of your back so that you will look up to me. And maybe you're there today. You may be battling an illness, you may be facing loss and isolation and you're alone and, and life seems to have stopped and you may seem stuck. But if you will listen to the good shepherd, if you will look to him, it just may be that he has led you here, that he has brought you to this place of slowing down and even stopping and putting you on the flat of your back so that you can look up to him and love him more and more with your life. That's what we're talking about here. The same psalmist David wrote the words of Psalm uh, 34, one of my favorites, says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and the message, Psalm 23, part two. The resurrection of Christ tells us that as we trust in Him, He gives us a future and the hope of eternal life. We want to strengthen you in that hope this season with Pastor Jack Graham's book, The Hope of Easter. It's our thanks for your gift to take the gospel to more people across our hurting world through PowerPoint. For a limited time, your gift will be doubled by a $150,000 matching grant. So call now to request your copy of The Hope of Easter when you have your gift doubled by the match. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit JackGraham.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Now let's get back to today's message, Psalm 23, Part 2.
1: Christianity is not immunity from affliction and pain and struggle and heartache. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, our Shepherd, He delivers us out of them all. He may lead you in, but I promise you, In His own time, in His own way, He will lead you out. The shepherd is especially near to the broken, those whose hearts are broken, those whose homes may be broken, those whose hopes may be broken, those who are crushed. And the psalmist here tells us He restores my soul. That's actually Uh, a word which describes the setting of a bone. The setting of a bone. And can't you just picture a a shepherd and he finds one of his little lambs broken in some way, maybe a leg that is broken. So what does a good shepherd do? Uh, The good shepherd picks up that little lamb and puts a splint and sets the bone and restores that animal, remakes and reshapes that little lamb. And what a shepherd would do for a sheep, God will do for you. Jesus will do for you. He will restore your soul. So your illness may not be a physical illness, but you're battling emotional struggles, and you need help. Our helper is the Lord himself. So I'm thinking back during the quarantine when we were shut down in so many ways. We were so ready to get life back to normal, get out of the house, get on with our lives, but In that time, if you took that time and you didn't waste that time, it's an opportunity, has been an opportunity for us to restore our souls and renew our faith. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. That means to exchange weakness for strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall fly like the eagles, mount up on eagles' wings. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Just keep going. Keep persevering. Keep pressing on looking to Jesus. And so if you've been forced to to slow down, uh, to lie down, make it a time to pray, to seek God, to restore your soul. Because in this you will discover a peace that passes understanding. The still waters. That just speaks of serenity. It speaks of sweet peace. Paul talked about it in Philippians 4. The power of prayer to produce peace in our lives. That we're not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything and the peace and with thanksgiving. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. This peace, it is indescribable, but it is also unmistakable. You know when you have this peace. You may not be able to define it. You may not be, even be able to describe it. But I can't tell you how many years, how many times as a pastor over the years people have said to me, and in, in the greatest of tragedies and even sorrows, have said to me, Pastor, I don't understand it. I can't explain it. But there is just a supernatural peace that I have from God. And that's the promise of the shepherd. Read God's Word. Believe God's promises like this one. And you can live in a quiet confidence. That's the way to live. In a a steady, strong, quiet confidence that comes when we rely upon Him and rest in Him. Jesus said, all ye who labor, who are burdened, and carrying heavy burdens, come to Me. Come to me, all you who labor, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. That's what our shepherd does for us and what he will do for you. Uh, A man had a financial collapse. And he was so distraught because he felt like he had just lost everything. He lost all his money, and he went to his pastor, and he was weeping. He said, Pastor, I've lost everything. And the pastor, who was very wise, a godly man, looked at him and said, oh, I, I'm so sorry that you lost your character. The man said, no, 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 I, I didn't lose my character. My character is intact. I just, I just lost everything. My house, my money, my bank, I lost everything. And then the pastor said, oh, well, I'm, I'm so sorry that you, that you lost your faith. He said, no, I, I haven't lost my faith I still believe my faith is is intact. And then the pastor said, "Well, he said I'm so sorry. Then that you've lost your salvation." And he said, "No, no, no. I have I have not lost my salvation. I I know Jesus. I know I'm going to heaven. I just lost everything. I lost all my money." And the pastor looked at him and it says, "Well, if your character is intact and you still have." Your faith, and you still have it, your salvation. It appears to me that you have everything that you need the most. That's good, isn't it? You have everything and more than you need through your good shepherd. Clearly, this passage the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, He restores my soul. It is talking about. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Shepherd. Uh, because some people can say, "I know the Psalm," but they really don't know the Shepherd. It's one thing to know the Psalm; it's another thing to know the Shepherd. In fact, there's a there's a great old story about. Uh, an actor that returned to his little home church in England somewhere, and the people had gathered there and they wanted to hear this famous actor, so they asked him to give a recitation of the 23rd Psalm. So the actor uh, rose to his feet, stick, stuck out his chest, and with the finest of elocution and beauty of words and language, he quoted the 23rd Psalm. Everybody was wowed. They began to applaud and cheered after the actor was done. And then the old pastor of that church, uh, he stood up and he was bringing the message that day on the 23rd Psalm. And he quoted the Psalm as well as a part of his message. And when the pastor, that godly old man who had been preaching Christ and the shepherd all those years, when he got finished, the people were in tears because they were face-to-face With the shepherd of heaven. They later asked the actor, What was the difference? What was the difference? For you, they applauded. When the pastor spoke, they cried. He said, Well, the only thing I know to tell you is I know the psalm, but our pastor knows the shepherd. So it's not enough to know the words, it's not enough to say them. But are you following the Good Shepherd? Are you trusting in Jesus? You know, a lot of people have an idea who God is. They have an idea of what their church may think or believe about certain subjects. They would say they were Christians. If you were to ask, are you a Christian? Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. But they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That could be you. Do you have this relationship with Christ? Do you know Him? Because this is personal and it is eternal. If you know the Shepherd you have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ and you have an eternal relationship with Him. That means the salvation that we have is a security that will God will never let us go. Our Shepherd will count us all into the heavenly kingdom. He said that, Jesus said that in John chapter 10, the shepherd's passage, when he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And then he said, they are in my Father's hand. The sheep are in my Father's hand and no one shall pluck them from my Father's hand. If you belong to Jesus, you are forever secure. You are fulfilled and you are forever his. Have you experienced this in your own life? I promise you this, if you don't know him, the shepherd is seeking you. He's looking for you. He's calling your name. And if you will believe in the one who came, who lived and died and rose again on the third day, who now the heavenly shepherd is enthroned and one day is coming to reign and rule upon the earth and forever and ever in the new heavens in the new earth. That shepherd is seeking you. Jesus told a parable, a story about this of a shepherd who had a hundred sheep, 100. And one of them got lost. Maybe you feel like somewhere along the way you've gotten lost. You've made bad decisions, made wrong turns like a sheep you've wandered off. All we like sheep have gone astray, the Bible says. And maybe, just maybe, you find yourself alone and feeling very lonely and lost. So what did Jesus say about that one lamb that got lost? He said the shepherd, the good shepherd, left the flock, the ninety and nine. He left ninety-nine sheep to go after that one little lost lamb. At personal risk, He went after the sheep. With His reckless love, with His enduring love, He went after the sheep and rescued His own. What a picture that is of what our Good Shepherd will do for each one of us. And wherever you are in life, wherever you find yourself today, I assure you Good Shepherd, Jesus, is coming after you.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and the message, Psalm 23, Part 2. This Easter time, we invite you to journey with Pastor Graham through the last week of Jesus' life on earth through his book titled, The Hope of Easter. Deepen your hope in Christ and reignite your desire to share him with others as you meditate on the incredible events of Jesus' Passion Week. The Hope of Easter comes as a thanks for your gift to help more people experience the hope of Jesus Christ as together we proclaim his gospel all around the world. And for a limited time, your gift will be doubled by a 150000 dollars matching grant, so it's worth twice as much. So request your copy of the Hope of Easter when you call and have your gift matched today. Call one 800 795 4627 That's one 800 795 4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today?
1: I'm so glad that you are joining us for this very special edition of PowerPoint and this study of the 23rd Psalm. We've got verses left and it's going to be very exciting as we walk with the shepherd and follow him. Uh, Thank you so much for being a part of PowerPoint each week. Uh, Our mission, our message is the gospel of Jesus Christ, to teach God's eternal word and, and to bring it to life by his spirit and to minister to people, hurting people, helpless people, even hopeless people to encourage those who are saved. All of us, we need encouragement in these days and that's why PowerPoint is on the air. So thank you for your prayers, thank you for your support always, your financial support is uh, very needed clearly in in a time like this. If you are able, if you can help us at PowerPoint to keep us on the air till the whole world hears We would appreciate it so very much. I promise you, we'll take what you give and put it right back into the ministry and the message of Christ that we are sharing. Remember this before we go Jesus loves you, and He's leading you all the way. I love the song that says, He leadeth me, He leadeth me. That's what He does, that's who He is. And in Him, in Him forever, is satisfaction. And secure.
0: And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter, as our thanks. Call 1 800 795 4627. That's 1 800 795 4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789. Be sure to join us next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about the promise of eternal hope you can depend on today. It's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham.
2: PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.